the Virgin Radio Pridecast. Proudly supported by Disney Plus. Full of stories and love for all. Virgin Radio. Quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. Welcome to Quite a Queer Conversation on Virgin Radio Pride with me, Dean Atta. And me, Nikita Gill. This is the show that does exactly what it says on the tin. We're going to have a conversation, a chat, a chinwag, whatever you want to call it. We have questions to help us stay on track and they have been randomly selected for us to answer. We'll try and be as open and honest as possible. But to start off, a bit more info about us. So my name is Dean Atta. I'm a poet and an author. Um, I've published one collection of poetry and two young adult novels. Um, They are novels in verse, which means they're a series of poems that tell you a story. The first one was called The Black Flamingo, and it's about a boy called Michael who comes out as gay at high school and then at university becomes a drag performer called The Black Flamingo. And Only on the Weekends is about a boy called Mac who has to move from London to Glasgow because of his dad's job. And he has a boyfriend in London that he leaves behind and only gets to see on the weekends. But in Glasgow, he meets another boy. (laughs) So it's a love triangle. Um, So I love writing about queer characters. Um, For me, black queer representation is super important. I was voted one of the most influential LGBT people in the UK um, by The Independent on Sunday. I'm a patron of LGBT plus History Month and I do whatever I can for the queer community. And um, that's me. So a little bit about me. My name is Nikita Gill. Uh, I'm a poet and a writer. Um, I like to focus on the queer experience, the woman's experience, the growing up like queer and like marginalized and being a woman of color, essentially. Um, but more than anything, what I try to do is empower the people that read my mm. my work. Um, my newest collection is called These Are the Words. It's a manifesto for young people um, to to kind of like take back their power in this world, which is very difficult to navigate. Um, my last book that came out was called Where Hope Comes From, and it was all about the pandemic and pandemic poems. Mm. And um, the book before that, The Girl and the Goddess, is my novel in verse. Mm-hmm. That book is being turned into a TV show. Oh, you can announce that? That's yeah. so exciting. <laughs> Virgin Radio. Virgin Radio Pride. You're listening to Quite a Queer Conversation with me, Nikita Gill, and Dean Atta on Virgin Radio Pride. So, our randomly selected question is, question number one, was there a song that helped you and made you feel comfort when you were coming out? This is a really (laughs) hard one because there were so many, right? Yeah, yeah. But... Freddie Mercury was a really big part of my childhood. Okay. Like I, he, he was, he was like I used to literally talk to Freddie. Mm-hmm. I had a post of him, so I used to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's because he was, he was a bisexual brown man. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I kind of looked at him and I thought, wow, you've been able to do all of these things as an artist that I want to be able to do mm-hmm. one day, or at least achieve even a modicum of that kind of mm-hmm. success. So, it was. Um, it was Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> I love I love all of Queen's work, but yeah. like Bohemian Rhapsody was a really important song to me yeah. because it was the madness yeah. of the song that I identified so strongly with. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, that's beautiful. I think for me, a song that's kind of been ever present um, because I think my my mum had this album, but it was um, Whitney Houston's "I Want to Dance with Somebody." Oh. 
Yeah, who loves me. I want to dance with somebody in brackets who loves me. Um, <laughs> and it was, um, yeah, that song has always um, got me up at any yeah. party or function. I'd be like, as soon as I hear it, I'm up and ready to dance. And it was just always the dream, you know, to have um, a partner. You know, I've been mm. with my partner for four years now. Mm. And prior to that, I have had lots of short, short relationships oh, and no. um, was always looking for love. And I think that comes through in, in my writing, in my new mm. book, like of that longing to have that companion, that partner. And I think, yeah, I always just wanted that. And I, I remember at school, you know, coming out um, by asking someone out. It wasn't coming out for coming out's sake. It was coming out because there was a boy I fancied and I had an inkling that he might fancy me too. We were in the same drama class and we'd been paired up a few times and we spoke after school and at lunch and stuff. So I got vibes, but I wasn't mm. sure. And so I wrote a letter and I asked him, you know, would you, would you go out with me? And he wrote back and said, I am bisexual, um, but I have a girlfriend friend so oh. unfortunately no but I think you're awesome and you know I put that into the Black Flamingo yeah, that yeah, moment yeah. is there for Michael um, but for me that was it it was about having the partner having the someone to dance with someone to walk through life with and so yeah. at 15 I came out because I just wanted a boyfriend. And mm. so, you know, I think whenever that song comes on, I'm like, especially when I'm with my partner at an event, I'm like, I'm dancing with somebody <laughs> who loves me. <laughs> quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. This is quite a queer conversation on Virgin Radio Pride with me, Dean Atta and Nikita Gill. Question number five, and it is, what was your first kiss like? <laughs> um, so... I can actually remember my first kiss with a girl when I was at school and it was like year six and it was at a party and I'd asked her to be my girlfriend because, you know, she was incredibly beautiful and, you know, very sweet and we got on. But I kind of also knew that I, <laughs> I was gay already, yeah. but I wanted a girlfriend. And so we were asked to kiss at a party. Like everyone was like, your boyfriend and girlfriend, have you ever kissed? And all our kind of friends gathered around and like, kiss, kiss, kiss. And then we kissed <laughs> and our like front teeth knocked together. And um, we were like, that's not what either of us want, is it? And we stopped being um, boyfriend and girlfriend. But yeah, and then my first kiss with a guy was was a bit different because he was um he was a bit older and like mm -hmm. so I was 15 when I came out and then my friend um got like her friend to come round and meet us at her house like and he was 18 and so that slight age difference like when I think about it now at the time I was like cool this 18 year old mm. likes me but when I think about it now I'm like a bit uncomfortable with it like mm. as a memory like because it was very like it was it was a very passionate kiss and I and I kind of enjoyed like having done it mm. but I, I also thought like I don't actually fancy this guy. I just mm. kind of like went along with it because my friend presented me with, and here is a gay guy. Oh, <laughs> I'm at it. Do you know wow. what I mean? And it was just like... <laughs> it's not what you want, is it? It's yeah, like, but like, yeah. So both of my firsts were kind of like, with a girl, it was kind of like only because of peer pressure. And with a boy, it was just because I wanted to have done it kind oh, of thing. Wow, yeah. Um, and yeah, and it took a while to kind of really get to a place where I was being intimate with people because it was like what I wanted and not what I thought I should be doing and not what other people kind of put pressure on me to do. It's been interesting, like, you know, those firsts kind of give me a sense of like the trajectory of of where things went um, for a good few years afterwards as well. <laughs> 
What about your yeah. first kiss? Was it less dramatic? Oh, it was it was dramatic. So it's really funny because for the longest time, it was this girl and I were kind of circling each other. Like we couldn't tell, like, are, are you... Because obviously we're coming from a culture which is very, very repressed. And mm. it's not just sinful religion-wise, it's sinful, like, culturally, there's, you know... Being being queer wasn't a conversation really, um, and we kind of circling each other and kind of you know we we did this thing where we bunked off school together and we went off and we had this this wonderful day and like what basically happened was we re- we realized and we found an empty classroom and we basically it was very very organic and we kissed we were really young I think what was it fourteen or fifteen it's very young and we got caught oh so it was a wonderful kiss because it was a culmination of like. A few months of like circling, of more than a few months of like circling each other, like trying to like get to know whether we were on the same page. Mm-hmm. And then we kissed and it was amazing. It was everything I imagined a first kiss to be. And then we were caught. They came down hard on us. Okay. Like, um, I am so angry that something so beautiful for us was ruined. Yeah. But who who am I angry with? Am I angry with the teacher or am I angry with society mm-hmm. for making something so beautiful and pure and wonderful mm-hmm. feel dirty yeah feel disgusting quite a queer conversation virgin radio pride you're listening to quite a queer conversation with me nikita gill and dean atta on virgin radio pride the next question randomly selected is question number 10 how important is queer literature within the community it's a big question isn't it yeah like one of the big things is you know joelle taylor Winning the T.S. Eliot. Can we just start there? Because okay. that's, that's, um, it, it, it was such an important thing for me to like sit and watch Joelle Taylor win that award. Yeah. Because I think it goes to show how wonderful and how, how important queer literature is. Yeah. And yeah. with such a book as well. So mm-hmm. for anyone listening, like Joelle Taylor is a, a lesbian poet um, and their book was about quite traumatic childhood yeah. experiences and, yeah. and is very like, in your face like queer and 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 butch and, and, butch yeah. and, and, and angry yeah. and beautiful yeah. um and so yeah i can totally see you know what a moment it is for for so many people and mm. um yeah what was it like for you when when she won that? oh my god like i pulled out the prosecco i hadn't been drinking for a <laughs> month and i was like i'm getting the prosecco out mm-hmm. i'm gonna toast joelle because and there was an outpouring from the community mm-hmm. such a massive outpouring of love yeah and i think that 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 goes to show just how important queer literature mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. and how much it means to the community because yeah. we all came t- uh, together to celebrate Joelle. I think, yeah, for me, I I know there's a lot of people that have paved the way like before I was even paying attention, if you know what I mean, because I, because of maybe again, Section 28, I, I didn't know about James Baldwin. I didn't know about Audre Lorde, but within literature, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's there it's in the mainstream it's not in the margins so much anymore and and that feels really wonderful like i think of going to school libraries now like and seeing all the rainbow flags and all the amazing displays and everything's like if you if you love heartstopper read these (laughs) that's amazing yeah Quite a Queer Conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. This is Quite a Queer Conversation on Virgin Radio Pride with me, Dean Atta and Nikita Gill. Okay, so our next one randomly selected question is 15. Mm -hmm. Who is your ultimate gay icon? 
my gosh. Can you go first? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've already mentioned him, but go like on. Freddie Mercury mm-hmm. was a revolution to me growing mm-hmm. up because mm-hmm. to see someone be themselves so completely and Freddie really was a hero in so many many ways to so many people mm-hmm. but to see someone be so themselves at a time where you know he he was being attacked by the tabloids mm-hmm. like regularly for mm-hmm. anything and everything including when he got sick yeah. you know people were after him yeah. and i think the fact that he was so generous as an artist like people will talk talk about him till date about his generosity as an artist but also that he wore himself with so much authenticity mm-hmm. that was such a revolution for me to see mm-hmm. you know as mm-hmm. as a child and i think for me he is the ultimate icon yeah. he, he he was my hero growing up yeah. like i like i said i used to talk to his poster yeah. <laughs> and he'd answer back to me yeah <laughs> Um, I think it's so hard for me to pick one. Mm-hmm. Like, um, at a push, there is someone that came to mind, but there's also so many people that kind of, like, sit alongside yeah, him. Yeah. Um, so I would say um, Ricky Beadle Blair. You know, and I think for me, my icons are the people I can actually touch, the yeah. people I can actually, like, see how yeah. how they do what they do and how it, how it works, you know, because I think people on pedestals is, is slightly different um, mm. kind of relationship, but mm. people you've actually got got to see work that yeah. makes them even more amazing yeah. so i think ricky beadle blair he's a, a he's a director a writer he makes film he makes theater he runs a publishing house called team angelica wow. um he always just like goes for it and does the thing and he doesn't mm. wait for permission um he hosts vogue balls as well in manchester wow. like so he's just like just polymath and also just like amazing kind of <laughs> glorious like fairy godmother type person yeah. I just you know whenever I see him he fills me with such joy he's got an amazing smile he's mm. got like just uh, just good energy and mm. so he is someone that along with several others like embraced me and like mm. gave me so much permission to mm. go and do what I do you know mm. so when I come up with an idea like I don't seek permission I just like look at ways to just make it happen Happen. you know and I think he's someone that does that as well so I just think yeah Ricky Beadle Blair is is one um, for me definitely Quite a Queer Conversation Virgin Radio Pride You're listening to Quite a Queer Conversation with me Nikita Gill and Dean Atta on Virgin Radio Pride the next randomly selected question has come up and it's uh, going to be a cringe fest. <laughs> so, <laughs> question number 19. What do you like best about each other? Well, well, I mean, like, it's it's easy for me because, like, uh, you know how much I love you. I'm and already blushing and, and you've not said anything. <laughs> it's hard to pick one thing for me because I mm. love you and your work and everything you stand for so much mm-hmm. but like I think the thing that I fell in love with most when I first met you is your generosity Dean oh. you're a very generous person you give a lot of space to a lot of people but you look out for so many of us mm. you know, and I think that's really special and I hope like you know that that continues to thrive and you continue to thrive because it's so good to see you doing so well oh thank you (laughs) um for me i think it's your bravery your openness like you will talk about things publicly and privately that some people wouldn't dare talk about you are you know definitely an amazing role model you know and it's just incredible to see your 
your work, but also your the work you do around your work. You know, you advocate for so many people, you champion in so many other people. You know, I was so honored to be in the anthology you put together, Slam, you're gonna wanna hear this. You know, the, the way you move in the world shows that you care. You don't just pay lip service to it. Like you, you genuinely, you put yourself out there for others. You put this, yourself out there for yourself, for your inner child, you're advocating. <laughs> you know, you talk about trauma with a smile, like how? Like <laughs> you Dean you do all of those same things though all of them thank you for saying that like I'm gonna burst into tears quite a queer conversation Virgin Radio Pride this is quite a queer conversation on Virgin Radio Pride with me Dean Atta and Nikita Gill our final random question is question 11 how was coming out to your family for you I came out to my mum at 15 um, because I'd asked out this boy at school and he'd said no but now my school knew I was gay Mm. and like it was mostly fine at school. Um, there were a few people like, haha, he said no. <laughs> like, and that was actually fine. It wasn't about me being gay. It was the fact that I got rejected. And I was like, fair enough. Like, if you're going to be mean about something, that's okay, I guess. Um, but then there was like one or two boys that were just like, whisper. Like, it was really mm. weird. It's really insidious, like, oh, gay boy, gay boy. Like, just mm. like, you could hardly hear it, but it'd be at the back of the class or it was coming from somewhere, gay boy, gay boy. Like, in the hallways. It was just like, why were they doing it? Like, what were they hoping to achieve? But it did unnerve me and it did unsettle me. Um, and I did figure out exactly who it was, but I didn't want to confront them. And I was feeling like, they're not really bullying me, are they? Like, it's not mm. like, they're not threatening me. And But then I kind of, broke down I was washing the dishes at home after dinner and I started crying and my mum was like what what's wrong and I was like this this boys at school calling me gay calling me gay boy and they're like my mum was like well you know if if you're not then ignore them and you know and I was like but I am (laughs) (laughs) and that was that I was out to my mum and obviously um, she may have had, you know, known already, but like it was good to confirm it with her. And um, that was that was that. But then she took it upon herself to tell other members of my family, which I thought oh. was interesting. And oh. they were fine about yeah. it because um, my aunt is lesbian. And so she told her sister first, but then she told her other siblings. And then my family just knew. And I was like, OK, yeah. I didn't get to come out to any of them. That's OK. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then with my dad's family, it, it never came up. Um, like for such a long time like Mm. so my mum's family is Greek Cypriot and you know mostly live in the UK and then my dad's family is Jamaican and also mostly live in the UK you know a few years later I did kind of come out to to my dad's family as well and it was just it was not a big deal and like Mm. they were they were no one minded and it was Mm. and I'd I'd built up this idea that it was going to be harder with them and it just totally wasn't and I don't know where that comes from but I know that is perpetuated that it's harder in you know black and Caribbean you know families you know um to to be out and you know I've heard horror stories from some mm. friends, but I've also heard stories from friends where it's, yeah, just yeah. totally fine. Quite a Queer Conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. You're listening to Quite a Queer Conversation with me, Nikita Gill and Dean Atta on Virgin Radio Pride. What was it like for you to come out? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it didn't go it didn't go very well. <laughs> okay. um, uh, so what basically happened was... Um, that my I was I was I had been building up for a long time to tell my parents mm. that 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 this this is me this is this is what's what I am mm. and um, what happened was that the conversation that happened in front of me w- 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 was that my mum 
was talking about someone else. And she's talking about how this person liked to sleep with both men and women. Mm. And she basically said, and I don't think she even remembers saying this, uh, you know, bless her. But she basically said, you know, I don't think you can do both. I think you should either be gay or you should be straight. But I think it's 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 quite dirty to be both. Wow. And that word, dirty. Dirty, yeah. Mm. That that word. And I wasn't able to I wasn't I wasn't able to tell her. Mm-hmm. I just I wasn't which is why like not long after when I had my first kiss and the teacher repeated that, mm-hmm. it, it yeah, I really closed in on my I really became very closed up. I, I it took me um at a book launch in New York to publicly say, Yes, I am bisexual. What year and was that then? This is I was thirty, so it was two thousand and seventeen, two thousand and eighteen. Wow. My mum has been you know, if if I look at her now, you know they say people mellow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they say people mellow. Um, she she there there are you know her friends' kids who who've come out and everything and and you know she's she's been quite supportive of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she does she does on some level know. I mean, she's read the Girl and the Goddess and everything. Mm-hmm. Hasn't really come up though. Like you've been talking about like your Jamaican mm-hmm. family. Like it mm-hmm. didn't really come up. Yeah. Right. But it I would have um, had she not said that. Those two experiences happening so close together, yeah. they they were a wound um, on my on my psyche as a queer person that that took me a very long time to yeah. get over. So, yeah. if your mum happened to be listening to this, <laughs> what would you want to say to her? Um, I just say that I love you, and I know that why what you were saying at the time was you know a product of what was around you, and it's not your fault. Um, and uh, I, I'm I'm always going to be your child, and I will always love you unconditionally. <laughs> Quite a Queer Conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. You're listening to Quite a Queer Conversation with me, Nikita Gill, and Dean Atta on Virgin Radio Pride. So we also have the most important question to close with. What does pride mean to you? Pride is a protest. Mm-hmm. Pride, is, pride is us basically saying we're here and we're not going away. Mm-hmm. You're not going to put us back in the closet now that we're out. I think for me, it's that strength in numbers, mm-hmm. you know, um, because even us two being here, I feel stronger being yes. with you. Yes. And I think that's what pride <laughs> means to me. Like, um, you know, seeing yourself in other people, seeing that we we are here, you know, like you said, we're not going anywhere, but also we've got each other's back. Mm. Like that really is a big part of it to have that person that understands some of my experience that also I understand theirs and, Mm. and, and we get each other and we will, we will fight for one another. Mm. And I think that is what I want to see for the LGBTQ community, Mm. that we are fighting for each other and we Mm. are showing up for those who are, you know, on the front lines of the fight, you know, and, and Mm. really kind of, standing shoulder to shoulder and not letting people be you know under under constant attack but we're maybe like as gay men safer than Mm. maybe trans people are and i i really want to try and um you know get us to a place where we're 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 really understanding that this fight is for all of us together yeah quite a queer conversation turn it up louder Thank you so much for listening to our Quite a Queer Conversation on Virgin Radio Pride. There are so many more to come, so keep an eye on our socials at Virgin Radio UK. Bye! Bye. (laughs) Virgin Radio. Virgin Radio Pride. The Virgin Radio Pridecast. Proudly supported by Disney+. Plus, Celebrating every colour of the rainbow.